two different laptops, two false starts, and myriad technical difficulties. <laughs> it's episode 33 of... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the music. <laughs> and that's our intro. Welcome one and all to episode 33 of Have You Seen? I'm uh, the technically beleaguered Kieran Lefort and opposite me is the uh, monstrously sweaty Tom Webb. Hello! Uh, we're in a boiling hot studio. Yeah. Uh, everything's going wrong. Yeah. Uh, we're on our second computer, our third attempt at starting this. Uh, mm. And to be honest, I still don't really trust that thing. No. So uh, we should try and... Let's just keep an eye on it. I'm sure it'll be... Hard. Get this on disc before uh, <laughs> yeah. before it all goes to hell again. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about Between the Folds, the grey, and then onto the pitches after that, I guess. Okie dokie. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with Between the Folds. Okay. Um, do you want me to recap? Go for it. Okay. Uh, so Between the Folds is a documentary from 2008, um, and it's a, it's a documentary about origami, essentially, um, but it's more to do with the weird, eccentric scientists, anarchists, artists that use the form of origami to do their work. So there are, you know, you have a French paper artist, um, a mathematician, a computational origamist and theorist. You've got... Um, bear biologist. Uh, yeah, origami artist and bear biologist. Um, so there's a whole host of weird characters. Um, yes, and, indeed. And how they use origami in their work, um, which can be anything, whether it's architecture or uh, teaching maths or even working out if you can fold proteins and various biological elements uh, to create new things and to help uh, solve problems problems with genetics and diseases and all that kind of stuff so there's all sorts of really weird applications for it there are um, indeed it i mean it just fascinated me just because i was thought i'm gonna watch a bit of you know I, I was expecting to sit there and just watch some people folding some bits of paper and making pretty little shapes that mm. I, I knew and saw and then i was just this is a swan this is an elephant yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. here's a crane here's a whatever mm. and then i was just blown away at some of the sculptures that were made mm. and just then some of the applications were just like i, I honestly can't see the connection mm. here this is a, a pbs tv special yeah in the us isn't right, it yeah. yeah so um what did you think of it um i have very few notes okay um and i'm going to start with the two things i didn't like okay um, I found it a bit dry. It is a little bit, yeah. I, I think I said last week, it's not the greatest documentary in the world. No. Uh, the version on Netflix is clearly 4 by 3 that's been cropped in yeah. 16 by 9 so tops of people's heads go missing. Yeah, it's a little bit blocky as well. I think it was like SD or something. Yeah. It's a bit, yeah. Um, uh, and the other thing uh, was, yeah, I think they take a bit too long to get to the practical applications. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed it. For the full hour, I was just sitting watching these yeah. kooks folding paper over and over again yeah um it's quite phenomenal i mean i think i mentioned a guy last week uh, dr robert lang and some of his artworks i mean there's a sca- which he, one, i'll have to remind me who the people are i didn't really take down any names. no no th- there's one bit uh, they show a origami like it's a dinosaur skeleton mm-hmm. do you remember that keep going there are basic there's a little montage kind of near the beginning mm. and it's like you know uh a skeleton of a t-rex or whatever it is and then in the bottom corner it tells you that it was made from one like five yes, foot by three right. foot piece yes. of paper yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, memory uh, jogged. yeah you're just kind of like how yeah just how can you do that i, I mean, was i just... was going how for pretty much <laughs> everything anybody did with their hands in yeah. this. did 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 you get to the point where every every there's i think there's a little section where like every three to four minutes you go wow 
because yeah. you just can't you just can't figure out how they're doing it. No, uh, things like the ones that maybe do that were things like uh, there's a Japanese teenager who's made this incredible. They they call it Eastern Dragon. Right. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, really yeah. intricate, and it's kind of S-shaped, bending back on itself. Yeah, and it's and it's got uh, like scales and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the bear biologist polar bear, roaring polar bear, is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, the, basically, my notes consist of a, a list of uh, <laughs> uh, origami uh, sculptures that I really liked. Things like um, how did I don't remember anybody's names. How does the French guy get facial expressions on his origami figurines? I, I know. I and know. why do they all look like character designs from The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, yeah, they do, don't they? How? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't get it. Yeah, I, I like the bit where he's kind of talking about you know I, you know I look I look at this little guy and then I'm thinking well how do I make pockets on him? And, and then, and then, he's, just and then like, he's like well no no pockets are passe and boring. Yeah, he's like maybe I'm taking this too far. You think you think yeah, it <laughs> uh, just. The one that absolutely blew me away, though, yeah. was the guy they called the choreographer. The moving paper. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I just was like... I, like he folds that piece of paper up, mm. and he completely unfolds it. Yeah. Folds it up again, completely unfolds it, folds it up again, completely unfolds it. And you're thinking, why don't you just fold it right the first time? Yeah. But what you don't realise is... Over, over the course of like it's tw- two hours or so. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But what you don't realise is every time he folds the paper up, he's giving the, the paper a kind of a memory of yeah. a shape that it yeah. needs to go in. And then when he's finished, it creates this tiny shape, and he kind of lets it go, and it just grows into something else, yeah. doesn't it? And it's just like... It's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, they're all they're all nuts. The other yeah. stuff that's really amazing is um uh they talk about a guy called Yoshizawa. Yes. Uh yeah, he kinda of like the father of origami kind of, yeah, kind of not, godfather not so much figure. The, not so much the father, like not like the he wasn't the inventor, no. but he's a kind of um I don't want to call him a pioneer. That's probably not correct either. But um, um, I don't know, maybe. Dunno, he was he was this guy that really kind of brought it to public Yeah public attention yeah you know he probably would have shown up on blue peter and that <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> or yeah. whatever the japanese blue peter yeah, is, yeah. like showing kids how to fold yeah. uh, ridiculously complex shapes yeah um yeah all of that stuff is incredible uh, i'm saying all of my notes are just this is amazing this is amazing this is amazing <laughs> yeah uh the one fold guy yes cheats a bit i think uh, yeah he kind of folds and then he pinches or and he, all, yeah, yeah and they're all uh, and he's using like really Thick, possibly slightly damp to start with paper to get. Yeah, to well, I think that's kind of valid in certain. Well, maybe. You know, it's, it's that. It's like that whole well, ventriloquist thing, isn't it? Do you move your lips or don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, last week, well, um, I'm assuming everybody listening to this will have seen the video. Right. Uh, if not, uh, go on the blog. Have you seen .net? Find last week's uh, last yeah. week's show post, and you'll be able to see the video of uh, Tom getting me to fold origami shapes while he pitches this film to me. Yeah. Fifteen minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> um, and yeah, if I'd have been told, "Oh, I can make the paper a bit damp and curve it a bit," then I might have got something better out of one <laughs> right, fold. Fair enough. Well, and probably not. I probably just end up with some soggy paper. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only bit that didn't kind of. Yeah. Now, if I mentioned last week, there's someone who kind of takes it a little bit too seriously in some respects, and he's he's that guy. Like he kind of sees it as this um, almost spiritual. Mm. thing which i think you know i can understand using its applications for science but the whole that spirituality side of it he kind of brings to it i was just a bit like that that's that's a bit odd the thing that struck me i suddenly noticed was that you have 
the people who do it for art yeah. and the people who do it for science. Yes. And they don't really come together until you get to the guy at the end, the protein folder at the end, who's yes. the guy whose dad is also a... That would be yeah, Dr. Eric Domain and his father was Martin Domain. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the only guy who's like, he does it as, as his job, job effectively. Yeah. And then when he gets home, he does it for fun and to make nice things. Yeah, well, he was and the he's guy... he's the only kind of crossover between those two worlds, it seemed, in this film. Yeah, he was the guy that, that completed high school when he was 12. Or went to college when he was 12, got a PhD by the time he was 20. Yeah, doesn't think and, it's a big deal he got a PhD yeah. at 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, like, He just seems like this really kind of weird, weirdly down-to-earth but quite old man. Yeah. Uh, he And he was the one who did the one-cut technique. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed because his swan wasn't that pretty when he did the No, cut, but I but mean, it was, you could still tell it was a swan, yeah. couldn't you? you know? Well, maybe only because you told me beforehand he makes a swan. Right, <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, he's a he's a pretty fascinating guy. Um, I'm trying to remember things. Okay, this is why I need to take more notes. Yeah. Uh, for a start, this thing's only 54 minutes long, so there's no time to take any notes. No, exactly. And also, you're kind of so absorbed in it. And yeah. if, you, if you look away for a few minutes, you miss something quite I was, incredible. I was kind of watching it like it was close-up magic, watching people's yes. hands to see how they did what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a fun little hour. Yeah. Um, you know the, uh, that Eric Domain plays a serious round of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he definitely looks that like was the other type. thing while I was uh, yeah. and the, uh, also well, in that section because he talks a lot about uh, mathematical applications yeah. uh, and like solving problems mm. with, and I was just thinking it's amazing the problems that human beings will come up with just so they can solve them particularly yeah. in the areas of mathematics absolutely yeah where they try and prove things that don't really need, need to, proving no, no but I think the the way when you when people set those tasks they realise it's because if you can prove this you can then use the, the mm. knowledge of how you prove that in other ways yes but um, these are people far more intelligent oh, than oh, you or absolutely, I absolutely yeah and, I haven't got a clue you know I don't think anywhere near that no plane of thought no well, so that's i guess that's kind of why it seems a bit weird. odd yeah. that you would come up with a with a problem just to just, solve it absolutely yeah. yeah i get what you mean I, one of the things I, I did quite like is sometimes they'll show you effectively like a sheet of paper that's just got lines on it mm. and those lines represent the folds yeah. and you look at them and it, i mean it just looks i mean i mean it's incomprehensible it's just like loads of lines on a page i was interested in the designers the people who kind of plan backwards yeah from the finished shape yeah usually using a computer to yeah. kind of yeah and then work out what those work, patterns work are out how to flatten it out into a piece of paper yeah but then the, the thing is if if you gave me a piece of paper with those actual lines on i still think I wouldn't have no clue how to approach doing it. Maybe there's um, like secret origami language on them. Oh, well, maybe quite first, possibly. I mean, second, I, symbols we don't know. You can get if you've got a smartphone or or a tablet, you can download apps, yeah, which which take you through how to do it, mm. and, and you can get books, obviously. Um, and what, I don't want to fold my iPad. There. <laughs> no, what I found interesting was that the ones that have. Um, there are there. I mean, if you get a book of origami, there are set symbols. And directional arrows, which mm, which yeah. which you know are consistent throughout all origami instructions. That well, yes, are that's what like, I meant you know, by yeah, like yeah. the secret language yeah. of origami. So there'll be like a little, there'll be an arrow, but it'll be an arrow with a loop in it, which basically means turn it around. But you, but but depending on which way the arrow goes, depends which way you turn it. Right. 
uh, because that will obviously make a difference to the end product, which I find those those instructions, I can look at those pictures, and I mean, my brain works in quite a pictorial way, mm. so I'm, I'm usually quite good at that kind of thing, but they confuse the hell out of me. Mm. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, well, hang on, have I turned it the right way? Am I folding it this way or that way? Yeah. Or, or how do you get from that shape to this shape? There's an arrow there, but I can't see yeah. how that moves. Um, but then there was an app that I downloaded, which is how I learned to make the crane mm-hmm. I, d- I did last week. Uh, how many more have you made since last week? Uh, only a few. I've been, right. I've been playing away and seeing uh-huh. what I can do. Um, but that one has a little animation. I see. And oh, as, that would probably Yeah, go. and as yeah. soon as I watched that, I could do it, no problem. Yeah, I um, and I've that. even watched a video on YouTube on how to do a certain thing. Mm. Still found it really, really difficult, but mm. I followed it. There were bits where I was just, I was watching it on my phone, mm. and there were bits where it, they, it was just so small, I couldn't even figure out what they were doing. <laughs> so I just kind of fudged it and yeah. just pushed and pressed and twisted and, yeah. you know, mangled stuff. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, you, you, you have to have a very specific brain to be able to follow it, particularly if it's just instructions on paper. I don't think I am artistic, technical, or coordinated enough <laughs> to continue with origami, so I retire. <laughs> right. Um, I was going to say undefeated, but completely defeated by the world <laughs> right. uh, from and by the world of origami. Well, I, 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 I think I found I I've could got get ten. Actually, hang on. <laughs> yeah. see, see well, there is actually bank, there's a load of apps um, on 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 things you can make out of dollar bills, which is there's, quite interesting. There's the old thing where if you fold a five and a tenner together, there is it you get. Oh god, is it John, John McEnroe. McEnroe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're yeah. not going to do that. No, no. Well, I've I I was beavering away whilst I was doing it, and I've I think I've actually got to the peak of my ability with origami. Really? With a thing that I created. You got your white belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I, I so I think I may retire after this. So uh, yeah, I, have you got any kind of like customer feedback or anything? No, the well, because it's uh, a documentary. This, this is available to purchase. Oh right. You can get it on Region One DVD. Oh okay. Um, we watched it on uh, US, US Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so. Anybody who wants to watch Between the Folds, that is yeah. the, probably the easiest method. It might, yeah. uh, if you check the PBS website, I meant to. It right, might, right. Be, it might be on there. Yeah, it might um, even be on YouTube or bits of it might be yeah, on YouTube. Maybe. But yes, this can be bought on DVD, and I found two reviews, and they were both intelligent and five stars. Oh, okay, fine, um, perfectly. Uh, before we go from uh, paper cranes to slightly yeah. dodgy CGI walls, I'm just going to make a little bit of noise and adjust my microphone cable. Okay. Uh, and now with our cable adjusted, it's off to the the wilds of Alaska with. Yes. Um, so Liam what Mason. I was thinking was actually whilst you're recapping this, I need to do something because I'm okay. show you something while 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 you're uh, getting people up to speed on what the grey is. Okay, um, the grey is. Uh, I'm distracted by what Tom's doing while I'm recapping. Uh, uh, the grey. Uh, Liam Neeson plays a man called John Otway, who is a, a sniper for an oil company. They're drilling in Alaska. Uh, and his job is to uh, snipe wolves. What on earth are you doing? Just, just carry, a row at just the carry on and try. He's very distracting. Uh, yeah, he's okay. His his job is to keep an eye out for wolves uh, uh, and shoot them if they uh, threaten, present a threat to the workers. Uh, one day, uh, the plane carrying Otway and all the oil workers is taking them home to Anchorage. Uh, it crashes in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there's a blizzard closing in. There's wolves closing in, and uh, Otway is pretty much the. Just carry Sorry, on. Sorry, it's very distracting. Otway, Otway is anyone's chance of survival. Um, I think Tom is setting up some kind of representation of the grey on the table in front of me. Either that, or it's a very elaborate alien Christmas tree. 
Uh, just kidding. I'm nearly there. Keep going. Okay. Uh, right. Well, while we're doing this, I'm going to get my iPad. Yeah. And I'm going to um, I'm going to record a video for YouTube. Oh, are you? Okay. Yes. Um, while, so, you're, while you're doing that, just say what, what, why you liked the grey. Because that intrigued me. Why I like yeah. why I like the grey. This yeah. is this is quite difficult. Okay, that means flicking back to another app and somehow keeping the camera open. That's not going to work. But everybody, uh, just have a quick look at what Tom's made on the table. Is that a, is that a crashed plane? Yeah. This is amazing. What? Oh look, it's in perspective. If I have it back here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that it took does me. look a bit like the wolf is humping him. Yeah, I know. It did. That took me longer than the film is. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, but, well, I'll take a, I'll take a picture and we'll put that up as well. The, the funniest thing is, I made this before I watched the film. So this is based on your pitch and my memory of the trailer. And um, basically, I, I'd been, uh, every night when I, you know, I'd get into bed, put something on the telly to watch it. And whilst we were watching it, I, I'd be folding paper and trying to work all this stuff out. And my wife would keep giving me these exasperated looks as I was folding these tiny bits of paper into these really intricate little designs. Um and then what I, I decided, I, I actually watched The Grey during the Olympic opening ceremony. Uh, sorry, closing ceremony, because I wasn't that interested in that. Um, that was just batshit crazy. Yeah, so I, I, I was upstairs watching the, the film and my wife was downstairs watching the Olympics. And she came up at various points, looked at the screen and then she just started laughing. And I was like, what are you laughing about? And she said, I can't believe you made that without having seen the film. Because <laughs> she came in at a point where this was pretty much exactly what was going on. Insanity on a grand scale. Yeah. All right, I shall take a picture of that and put it on the blog. Um, Excellent. Right, you want me to... Yeah, so sorry for that distraction, <laughs> but I thought that was the most opportune moment to, to display my little uh, thing. <laughs> Insanity. Yeah. Um, why did I like it? Uh, I liked it because um, it's a man movie, for lack of a better phrase. Right. Um, I don't know. As I said, I watched this on a plane, forgetting that a plane crash occurs right. at the beginning, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and was just kind of gripped by it. Because right. I was expecting Liam Neeson Wolf Puncher of the trailer, Absolutely, which yeah. it isn't. No. Um, I think uh, neither of us are men of a particularly religious bent. No. Uh, but I think overall it's a very Catholic film. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, that hadn't really occurred to me, I suppose. That only kind of occurred to me recently. Yeah. Especially if you think it's directed by Joe Carnahan starring Liam Neeson, who yeah. probably have had quite yeah. Irish Catholic upbringing. Yes, yeah, I would think so. Um, it is quite spiritual in a sense. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. uh, and it's... Uh, it's a man who whose life is suddenly given a very serious purpose. Yes, um, and you know he he must survive, and he uh, mm -hmm. I guess he must be the shepherd for the other survivors. Yeah, I guess. But nobody, nobody lives without Liam Neeson. No, but what I actually what I kind of nobody lives with Liam Neeson. No, spoiler. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say let, let, we're, we're going to keep this uh, completely spoiler heavy because there are particular bits I want to talk about which sure. are going to give well, away well, we've, we've always said that uh, yeah. no, no spoilers during the pitches but it's fair game during yeah. reviews so I'll start by saying I really enjoyed this like way excellent. beyond I thought I was going to excellent because um, I got a couple of tweets from a friend saying yeah. I'm watching the grey is it another hour of this shit really <laughs> yeah interesting um, because I think that uh, it kind of starts off almost like an indie horror movie mm. um, but not Mm. So it's kind of weird that like the 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 visual style is like an independent movie. Yes, uh, it's some kind of slow paced, very cinematic looking, but quite you know uh, 
almost arty shots and stuff. Um, the the plane crash is filmed in a very interesting way, uh, where you entirely inside the plane. Yeah, but almost entirely on a close up of Liam Neeson. Yes. Um, Yes, and I there's found the bit where the side of the plane gets ripped away, and your, you your camera is like right by his face, face, and you essentially see his head hanging out of out the plane of yeah. the trees. Yeah, yeah. So I, that I thought was done in a very clever way on a what must have been a not huge budget, or at well, least I'm just uh, I'm, I'm just about to look up. The I would budget, think the budget actually. is being spent on other things. Uh, Twenty five million dollars. Oh, which that's hardly anything. Yeah, wow, that's that, nothing, in fact, that's nothing for this film. No, it does explain why the wolves are a bit iffy. Yeah, yeah. So what I realised was. What I realised afterwards was that the the walls just represent death. So yes. they could have been it could have been aliens, it could have been a virus, it could have been bears, it could have been it could have been other other humans, it could yeah. have been anything. It didn't have to be wolves. No, um they're they're a metaphor, a cipher. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're yeah. just a representation. Yeah, yes. and and you you're saying this is almost a film about one man getting his purpose. So I I'm not Well sure. at the beginning he's gonna yeah. kill himself, isn't he? Yeah, but I, I think it's more about Death, how you deal with it, how you de- how you help other people deal with it, and how death affects you. Mm. So, I think a bit a bit like Warrior, you mm. know what's going to happen pretty much, you know, from the first couple of deaths of the wolf when the wolves attack. You, yeah. kind, of, you kind of like you kind of see where this is going, and there's a couple of moments that are slightly kind of cliched scenes, mm, yeah. particularly like around the campfire and stuff like that. But not that's not to say they don't work in context of the film, mm. but you kind of like I have seen that kind of before. Yeah. Um but you know, again in a twenty five minute dollar movie you're gonna expect some some things like that. Mm. Um but yeah so uh, the the thing that really rammed it home was the fact that you keep getting these uh flashbacks to him and his wife. Yes. And you'll kind of always assume that he and his wife have separated because of his job and because of him. Mm. And it's not until right near the end that there's one really subtle shot that just tells you she died. Yeah. And it's beautifully done. It's just you you realise that the bed that they've been in all the time in these flashbacks is actually a hospital bed. Mm. And all you see in the foreground is... Uh, you don't even see the drip bag. You just see the the tube mm. and the little uh, doodad that yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Me- measures the, the liquid. Control thingy, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's all you all they show you, which I thought was an extraordinarily subtle way to get that across. Mm. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that um, you you do have these bits of it that are kind of almost like a horror movie, mm. where you've got the the wolves howling and the eyes in the dark and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, you know, I kind of thought it's actually it's actually a fairly straightforward kind of kind of drama about death and how you deal with it. Mm. And the uh, you know you've got your band of people, and they obviously get picked off one by one. That's mm. that's essentially the film. And they they I had it described to me as ten little Indians. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> ten little Indians versus Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of you know the way they create the group dynamic kinds you kind of gives you all those things. How do you deal with the death of someone you like? How do you deal with the death of someone you love? How do you deal with the death of someone you don't like? Mm. Uh, how do you ha- try and protect someone you like? How do you try and protect someone you don't yeah. like? So it kind of has all those dynamics within it, which work pretty well. Mm. Um, I think the scene, I found the plane crash very intense. Mm. The scene, basically, once the plane has crashed, they're rounding up all the survivors, mm. and there's one guy with like a stomach wound. Yeah. 
and you get to that scene where he's lying there and they're trying to stop the bleeding and mm. you, you know Liam Neeson's there to say it's going to be okay we're going to get we're going to save you we're going to yeah. and this guy looks at Liam Neeson and he says well, you know what's what, what's going on you know what's going I feel really weird what's mm. going on and he just goes you're going to die yep. and you're like what yeah i think that's the first time i've ever heard that in a film it's yeah. just like you're dying you're going to die uh, you're going to start feeling what and he just kind of d- walks him through it yeah and it was a, it's an incredible scene because mm. um, you've got you know the disbelief of the people around him of what's what's happening you know yeah. the emotion not even of the comforting people. this no. man and his death just no. saying you're going to die and this is what it's going to feel like yeah and yeah. this and these you know now now start thinking about this start yeah, thinking yeah. about that and it kind of a way it does prepare and comfort him through the process but yeah. it seems quite a brutal way to do it yeah. but it but it works. Um, yeah. Before, sorry, uh, there's just one thing I've remembered. Between the plane crash and that scene, yeah. there's Liam Neeson waking up and discovering the plane crash because he's yes, thrown that's from the wreckage. Yeah. And there's the one shot that I absolutely love that shows right. him in bed with his wife. Yeah. And as he comes to, she gets ripped away from him. Yeah. And it just fills with snow. And yeah. And then he actually wakes up. Yeah, yeah. That, I love that shot. Yeah, that that's really that I mean that's one of the things the transitions between the flashbacks and the reality yeah. and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it it works incredibly well. Um sorry, yes, carry on. I yeah. just wanted to get that in while I, while I was thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, cuz I'm trying I'm trying not to jump about too much within mm. the story. Um there are some really nasty looking scenes in this. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, like the sounds of the wolf pack coming through the dark is pretty like horrific and mm. you know horror movie esque. Um, the ravine scene is also incredibly. Tense. Where they have to jump off into the trees. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Basically, they they have to find a way across a ravine. So what they do is they make a makeshift rope, and one guy jumps across mm. with the rope, and then the others try and That's climb right, yeah. across afterwards. And mm. I mean that was just looked. Yeah, hor- horrific and terrifying. As I said last week, no part of this looked any fun no, at all to not shoot. not at all, not at all. It's just like the, the world's worst film set location to be on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, I mean, all throughout this, I was just like, the, the marketing for this film was just... It's all God, wrong, isn't it? So, did you I mean, watch the trailer on the disc after? I, I didn't, no. I had yeah. seen the trailer before, um, but it was just like, it, yeah, it just was so not the film that it looked no, like we can't we can't say this enough if you haven't seen the film don't watch the trailer yeah absolutely, just go, yeah. And, go and rent it yeah from somewhere yeah it's definitely find a mate who's got a copy yeah just definitely watch it. worth a watch because it's uh, yeah it's much better than it makes out um i will i want to skip right to the end and i will give away pretty big spoilers here yeah but, um i really like the fact that you don't see the end fight now it was shot I know, and Joe Carner had never intended to use it. He just stuck it on to really to show the to show yeah. people that he'd shot it. Uh, yeah, and then he was never going to use it. Well, I did, did, have you gone right the way through to the end credits? Yes, and you've got that last which bit. I didn't do the first time I saw it because I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the film ends with and a I was shot. Interrupted by an announcement that Duty Free was on the way. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. The the film ends with Liam Neeson kind of lurching forwards as if he's going to attack the wolf the, the alpha wolf because this is the showdown it's the alpha v alpha yeah uh, the last men standing mm. and they're about to go at each other and that's when it stops and that shot is in the trailer mm. uh, which is what you were talking about mm. last week I think a couple of shots from the fight used fight do make it into in the, the trailer tra- yeah I think yeah. so too and then at the end of the credits you get a single shot and it's just Liam Neeson's you see Liam Neeson's head but you don't see his face mm resting on the 
slowly breathing body of the wolf. Yeah. So even at that point, you're still not sure if he's alive. If no, the you know the alive. wolf is just about alive. Yeah. You don't know if he made it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's kind of, and I love the fact that you have that. You don't know. Did they beat each other? Did mm. they both die? That you know, that's the sort of ending. That you couldn't have done it any other way. If the, if Neeson had won, it wouldn't have felt right. I don't think. And no. if he died, you might have felt a bit ripped off. Yeah. So I think they got it Leave just right. Leave more. Yeah. So this is what surprised me was that a, it was much more intelligent than I thought it was going to be, and b they really got the ending right, which is quite rare nowadays. Excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Um, I have some comments from the internet. Um, I have some alternative titles from the internet as well. Okay. They get better. In France, it was wolf territory. Right. Lots of places just called it survival. Yeah. Uh, uh, Romania decided to call it limit survival. <laughs> right. Uh, in Finland, it was wolf moment. <laughs> in Hungary, white hell. Right. Yeah, that, that works quite well. <laughs> in Lithuania, glaciers hostage. Okay. I don't think there's a glacier in it, is there? Uh, and in Russia, yeah. it was just called Scramble. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, all uh, The five-star reviews were, weren't any fun. Right. I did find some good one-star reviews. Right. Because I had a quick look at some, some... I didn't look at reviews, but I just looked at the headlines of the reviews. And there mm. were some people that really seemed to hate it and oh, yeah. probably missed I the point I found quite those people. I'm sure you did, Did yeah. they ever miss the point? The Grey one-star. Liam is a great actor, but this film has nothing to offer at all, and I'm doubtful that I will ever be able to trust Liam's judgment ever again. So it's like he's made down the pub or something. This movie is unrealistic, with a capital U, dreadful, with two L's, and boring. The family youngsters, teenagers, even wrote it off as annoyingly predictable. In a survival story, there is so much room for the most fantastic stories of friendship, hope, horrors, and the human spirit, which I think this film has all of those things. Yeah. And does them all pretty well. Yeah. This movie turns it into a ridicu ridiculous bad wolf's hunt human sea film with no real character development. This film was one of those that will never be re revisited on the shelf. Sorry. Only positive <laughs> the only positive element is the awesome soundtrack that left us with wet pants. <laughs> what? I'll say that again. <laughs> only positive element is the awesome soundtrack that left us with wet pants. That, oh God. Disturbing. Yeah. Only the wind scenes seems far too loud for no apparent reason. Unfortunately, the good soundtrack cannot lift this movie that from the beginning should never have been made. So much potential, so little was used. A shame. <laughs> this one I really like. During the last 10 to 15 years, there has been some genuine progress made in improving man's and woman's attitude to the magnificent wolf, a creature demonized and subjected to numerous barbarisms at the hand of man for centuries. The reintroduction of wolves, both through natural dispersion and by wildlife managers, in the last few years has been very encouraging, but, regrettably, factions within the American public and politics who are connected to the wilder areas where such reintroductions are taking place <gasps> have now decided to oppose both these programs and the wolves themselves. There is a psychotic red... What? Hang on, wait. There is a psychopathic redneck called Ron Gillette who epitomises the most extreme type of these anti-wolf zealots, and a film like The Grey will be just the vehicle he and his kind need to promote their antiquated views. Second paragraph. The majority of reviews on Amazon for this movie sadly reflect the urban attitudes which I would expect. Overgrown juveniles who see the conflict in the film as some kind of computer game and not the persecution of magnificent flesh and blood creatures. Once again, we are served with the fallacy that wolves are slavering killers just waiting to pounce on innocent people so that any means to eradicate them can be put forward as justified. 
This film undermines all the sterling efforts made by wolf researchers and pro-wolf organisations and individuals, and, because such a movie appeals to the tough guy thrill-seekers amongst filmgoers, will no doubt serve to once again denigrate and demonise this splendid wild creature, presenting it as it does as the villain of the piece. Shame on Liam Neeson for associating himself with such a negative projection. Wait for it. I haven't seen the film and would not choose to. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say, because quite clearly in the film they state that you know the reason the wolves are hunting them are not you know they're not man killers they're not you know they don't go out to kill people the reason they're being hunted is because they're territorial yeah and, a and pack of beings have appeared where they it, live exactly yeah, yeah. so they they're protecting themselves yeah, yeah. so and, and you know Liam Neeson's actually quite sympathetic towards the wolves and he's just like we just got to get out of this area otherwise mm. they're going to come after us so wow and finally yeah this is a bad film it is dramatically and artistically below minimum standards. <laughs> it is cloaked as a survival film, and rather than tackling real-life issues, it creates an image of wolves that is inaccurate and prejudiced. In its depiction of wolf hunting and pack behaviour, it draws from a mix of medieval superstition and Tea Party sentiments. This film can trigger those people who want to eliminate the few remaining wolves and thus can destroy delicate ecosystems in the wild that wolves can help protect. Mm. Liam Neeson, the lead actor, was also the lead actor in Schindler's List where he was portrayed as the saviour of Jews. In the grey, he upholds extreme prejudice and reflects conservative values. This smacks of an old actor who is desperate to get a role in the film. Wow. Now, you see, I think I'm, I think the reason Liam Neeson might have taken this film is because, like I said, it's about how people deal with death, and in particular, Neeson's character is dealing with the death of his wife. Yes. Which is kind of a situation that he was Liam probably... Liam Neeson has had to deal well, with. Well, he probably... I think he would have been filming this quite shortly after yeah. all of that happened. Yeah. Um, and that was something that kind of hit home halfway through, mm. or actually when that scene occurs where you see the drip, and yeah. I was like, wow, that's... You know, I think what you're actually seeing here is Liam Neeson trying to exercise his own, yeah, his own problems and demons, mm. and that's why he was so committed to the the performance he gives in this. And I think he's very good at it mm. as well. He is indeed. Yeah. So that's enough uh, paper folding and wolf punching. Absolutely. Yeah. Pitch time. Okie dokie. Shall I? Okay, you go first. Okay. Um. <clears throat> uh, we are going to be off for a couple of weeks after this show. Yeah, aren't we? So the first week of September, yes, we shall return. Yeah, uh, that's because somebody has put quite a lot of time off work. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, it's a week and there's five. It's two shows worth. That's the important thing when it comes to the podcast. Look, one of those days is a bank holiday anyway. Yeah, it, well, it amounts to like seven working days. It's not anyway. Anyway, the point yeah. is, we are not back until the first week of September. So, yeah. um, I think we should have something very special to come back with. Okay. So, I am pitching you classic of its type yeah it's a true auteur piece right the director the well the star wrote directed and produced it and fired the entire crew twice <laughs> right uh it has action mm. romance drama and i guarantee you will laugh okay it's uh said that it has the passion of tennessee williams it's been compared to citizen kane mm -hmm. and has been called the best movie of the year by its own trailer. Right. You get to watch The Room. Oh, no, really? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> For those unaware, The Room is kind of held up as the bad movie yeah. of of the 21st century, really. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it's made by a man called, I've forgotten his name, Tommy Wiseau. Right. Who's actually a Polish man mm. who took a French name and uh, but calls himself American. Right. 
once you hear him, you will have no idea how this man can call himself an American. Okay. Uh, it's utterly fascinating on so many levels. Okay. Uh, I hadn't seen it. I was going to pick you something completely different. Right. And then two days ago, mm. uh, my girlfriend and I watched this just for a laugh because we'd heard so much about it. We found it's available in full on YouTube. Okay. So everybody within the sound of my voice right. I would like you to go onto YouTube watch The Room find 97 minutes of your day to yeah. watch The Room and I want everybody to send us their thoughts for next week's show okay because I think we can get a lot of mileage out of this uh, okay fair this enough. is legendarily awful okay but also fascinating mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I can do a synopsis I will attempt to with the assistance of Wikipedia I will try okie dokie uh let me no that's the gray one moment i'm on the wrong tab there we are uh the room is the 2003 independent drama film starring tommy was blah 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 blah. the film has been dubbed the citizen kane of bad movies so there's your citizen kane comparison right and one of the worst films ever made okay the film is primarily centered on the melodramatic love triangle between an amiable banker played by wizzo his fiance and his conflicted best friend a significant portion of the movie, however, is dedicated to a series of unrelated subplots involving family, friends and family of the main characters. Okay. That's their entire plot summary. Um, if I scroll down, there is a massive plot summary yeah. that I'm not even going to start to read because it gives it all away. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, so now we, we've covered some bad movies on this on this show. We've, mm-hmm. we've covered Cool as Ice, we've covered Red Line, yes. Howard the Duck, yes. and we've both seen Birdemic, we which have. is also widely regarded. Now, you know, so far we've said that, you know, Cool as Ice, some nice cinematography, mm-hmm. Red Line, some nice looking cars. Uh, Birdemic at least is funny and mm-hmm. kind of charming in its own way, and Howard the Duck was probably one of the worst films we've ever seen. Where yes. does this rate... I think we should leave that and talk about that next week. Okay. I really do. Okay. Because I really, I, I almost, I don't want to give away any more about okay. it. Okay. Um, I'm looking down. Uh, I will say that I took more notes than ever before. Bloody hell! For this wow. film, okay. yeah. Uh, I watched it two days ago. Yeah. With my girlfriend, and then I watched it again yesterday just to take the notes. Wow, It took me two and a half hours to take the notes for a 90-minute film. Oh, my God. So you may also want to watch it twice. You won't want to watch it twice. (laughs) I may have to watch it Um, twice. I think it bears repeat repeat viewings. Okay, are you just Um, trying to ruin my time off? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And possibly also no. Um, Yeah, I think think we can get a lot of discussion out of this film. Okay. I have... I have a note for every scene, pretty much. Right. Uh, almost for every shot. <laughs> wow. Um, I God. wonder if I could... Could I divulge some technical details, perhaps? Um, Wizzo, um Okay. He wrote this as a play. Yeah. Then adapted that into a 500-page novel. Why? Right. Which he couldn't get published. Okay. So he wrote it as a screenplay. Yeah. Um, he claims he funded the project by importing leather jackets from Korea and selling them. (laughs) But there's also something to do with his English as a second language teacher who also helped fund this project. We'll Uh, get to the budget next week. That that sounds almost almost as interesting as how they got the budget for Redline. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, He had um, understudies for pretty much the entire cast Right. And sometimes wouldn't make the decision on who was playing which part until the day. 
Oh my god! And he was confused about the differences between thirty-five mil and high def. Oh. So he bought one of each, taped them together, and shot it with both cameras side by side. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it cuts between the two. Oh, the you're film. kidding! No. So you're going to enjoy this. Oh, Jesus! Okay. You're going to enjoy this. It's all right. It's hilarious it's yeah. eminently quotable All right um you'll see why i'd love to get a copy of the screenplay yeah. um but yes Jeez, you, you could sir, have transcribed it while you were doing the notes i probably could <laughs> uh, i have uh, i have a series of my favorite quotes right, in my notes okay, uh, and we will get to them next week i'm okay. hoping you will have uh, you'll have a few as well okay enjoy thanks what you got <sighs> well I'm in two minds now. Okay. Because it sounds like we're going to be talking quite a lot about that film. Yes. And the film I've got for you really doesn't sit well with it tonally. And okay. I'm not sure I want it to get overshadowed. Okay. So should we make episode 34 a The Room special? I think we should, yeah. All right. Yeah, because... I, I will watch it again at least once before okay, we good. reconvene, just uh, so it's nice and fresh in my mind when we, uh, yeah. when we record. Okay, and, and I think we we may have to bring back the Nerf guns for this one as you well. You think? Yeah, okay. I think so. And, and possibly this time I just might have the Nerf guns. <laughs> <laughs> so is it just going to be a barrage <laughs> yeah, I, I because think so. I've pitched this to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm, I might have been tempted to buy that huge machine gun one you found on that. <laughs> <laughs> on the website the other day um, yeah because the film I've got for you I think is a it's a really interesting movie um, but I think it would just be too jarring to go with that because that sounds like it's going to be just ridiculous so mm-hmm. uh, you know I'll, I'll, perhaps I'll save that for uh, a pitch for the following week for yes. that for that episode I will also put uh, the YouTube link for the full movie up on the blog yeah uh, do, so yeah. everybody can join in yeah maybe we'll tweet it and Facebook it as we well will. And, and maybe do that a couple of times we will uh, um, funnily enough we are recording this uh, on Friday is it the 18th today oh, I haven't got a clue I don't know hang on I don't know it's sometime in the middle of August Friday the 17th of August right and the Prince Charles Cinema just around the corner yeah. will be showing this film in about two hours oh you're kidding really no, yeah <laughs> I wish I'd known yeah yeah we could have gone yeah so Okay, brilliant. Next week then, episode 34. Not next week. No. First week of September. First week of September, we'll episode be eight, 34, The Room. The Room special. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to delay you from watching it any further. I think we should get out of here. Okay. Uh, so, we are on Twitter, as Tom had mentioned. Yeah. We are at HYS Podcast. Uh, we're also on the Facebook, facebook.com slash haveyouseenpodcast. The blog is haveyouseen.net, and there you'll be able to see uh, the little video of Tom's origami that I shot, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'll put that up as well, yeah. maybe several pictures. Uh, all that will be at haveyouseen.net. Uh, mm. And finally, when you email your thoughts about the room to us, you should email them to podcast at haveyouseen.net. Right. Oh, I'll tell you what I might also do. Yes. I'll find the little YouTube videos uh, that I followed on how to make the little man a little wolf. Okay. In in the thing, uh, yeah, because that that was just watching that they're like ten minutes long each, uh, and just watching those, you realise just how complicated, they how are. difficult it is to <laughs> yeah. make a bloody wolf. Yeah, I mean, you can see I just uh, some of it I just mashed together bits of paper because I couldn't I couldn't make it do what it's supposed <laughs> to do. <laughs> All right, that's enough from us. Yeah. Uh, everybody have a lovely weekend, and we will see you at the beginning of September. September. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Bye. Bye.